Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage, where it'll be the first movie screened in the cinema room of an all-singing, all-dancing, £150,000 treehouse at number 10 Downing Street. I'm Joel, a man who puts the sick in Sycamore Tree, and across from me is John Harris, a man who actually spent the first five years of his life living atop a redwood in Oregon. Isn't that right, John? I mean, that sounds delightful. It would be oh, very high up, though. Interesting. They're the tallest trees. I sort of... Not, I don't try and predict your line because I, ne- I never know what you're going to say about me. But when, you know, the Treehouse and Tory uh, entitlement started, I thought mm-hmm. I'd definitely be, it would be a, j- a jibe about me being entitled more than a jibe about me living in a tree. So I'm, I'm happy with that result. I think, John, if you go back over the last few introductions, they've actually been quite kind. Oh, is that... Maybe, th- maybe that's just where I am as a person right now, but I, he... I, they've all been quite complimentary. Next week, I'm going to fucking skewer you now you've said that. Yeah, it's going to be I... hot. Next week's going to be... Re- <laughs> the whole episode's going to be the introduction, and it's just going to be a list of my grievances. Um... Hello, and welcome to my grievances. <laughs> I did notice you've been kinder, actually. I thought... And I noticed all the posters on your... You've got all the sort of live, laugh, love stuff up on your walls. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm getting pretty, pretty spiritual. You can tell by the beads that I'm wearing, which you, which you made me take off because you said everyone can hear the beads on the microphone, which was really yeah. annoying because I can't really be me without the beads anymore. So I don't know. Right now, I don't know who I am. I can, I can barely see you through incense as well. It's quite intense. Yeah, it, it's actually. I've learned the lesson. You can't have five different flavors of incense going at once. It's too much. It's like living in a lush shop. But right, I'm not, I've never done it with incense, but. You you cocktail candles sometimes, right? I co- no way. Do you not? Are you just one candle guy. Uh, yeah, I don't cocktail oh. candles. Do you have a, a favorite combination? No, I just like I just get as much smell going on as possible. That's why. No, <laughs> of course not. I get. Hi, I'm John Harris, and I get as much smell going on as possible. It's the best. No, that's like putting on two aftershaves. That's well, what a maniac would do. Sometimes I'll get on the train to like a meeting or in something. in the same room. Yeah, the candles. Sometimes I'll get... I'll, I'll, Not I'll, next week. Don't tell me they're directly next to each other, the candles. <laughs> what are we going to do about it? There are smells in your house that have never been smelt anywhere else on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. I'm making you cool. smells. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've said that about you for years, John. <laughs> but yeah, like, what sometimes... does it say about your, your natural odour that you have like nine candles burning in a room? It says only good things. You say about eau de parfum or like, you know, eau de toilette or something, but like, I will sometimes put on a spray and then I'll get on the train into London and then if I've got like a big meeting or something, I'll go to the boots and pretend like I'm sampling, but you know, a couple of sprays to myself. I love doing that. But you won't go for the same spray? Well, only if if they have it available, I will, but if not, I'm not going to... You are just walking around creating new smells wherever you go. (laughs) This is crazy. You've got such a relaxed attitude to smells. Anyway, right. Should we make some films, Joel? Let's do it. Here's my first one, Billy Smellier. It's about a man who doesn't care about <laughs> smells. That's good. That, he to wants be fair. to he wants to invent a new smell despite what his parent despite his parents' rejections. He wants to become the world's greatest perfumier. I like. He's it. at home. He's at home in Manchester. Is that what Billy Elliot is? Combining new scents the whole time, and often it's a disaster mm. until he stumbles upon a new smell combining candles and eau de parfum and other things and he goes to the big city to try and sell his smell to sell fridges which uh, for the sakes of copyright we've had to call smell fridges i smell fridges i think you know in like a 
was it like it's like a northern mining town right and the whole point is like the old school attitudes towards like ballet you know yeah i think there would be a similar attitude if a kid turned around and said i want to be a perfume perfumier perfumer yeah. i don't know so yeah i like it i love it you have those super smellers don't you a super smeller would die if they walked into your house <laughs> You could never have a dog. Does a dog have a smell a sense of smell that's ten thousand times more powerful than it? Have you ever had a dog in your house? And what's it done? <laughs> just ran around just in circles in the, circle. in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> just screaming. Um, would you like? Would you like to be a super smeller, or do you think it's a, more of a curse than a blessing? So, are these the people? There are people who smell the future. Parts. They smell parts that they're going to smell the ships, future. right? Yeah. That's crazy. Their job is they can to smell like if water. Bacteria. They can smell differences in water and so Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Is that like? Do they? Sw- I'd love. Right. If you are a super smeller, and we would love to have you on as a guest, it completely uh, oh, break the I, format. I would have. It, the episode would be five hours long. The <laughs> list of questions. The list of questions I would come with for a super smeller. You know, when it first gets to summer and you're walking down the street and you smell a couple of barbecues. Mm. I love that. If you're a super smeller, is it like in a cartoon and you lift off the ground <laughs> and you float towards the smell of the barbecue? Well, that's my concern is like the world actually is just too intense if you're a super smeller because you're just constantly smelling everything all the time. Or can they switch yeah. it on? They just click their nose one way. <laughs> right. Maybe they walk up with cotton buds up their nose. Anyway, yeah, come on. This is Unfortunately, this podcast isn't about smells. This one comes from, I, would, I wish I had another smell one up my sleeve. This one comes from Beck, the Tinder Swindon. The Tinder Swindon. It, okay. This is about the Tinder scene in Swindon. Or the Tinder Swindlers. That's- a Swindon-based con artist. Yeah. Isn't Swindon where the crazy roundabouts are? Poor. My, my knowledge is The magic Swindon. roundabout. I'm pretty sure the magic roundabout's in Swindon. I think it's twinned with Disneyland. So this con artist, he finds prospective partners and he gets them lost on the magic roundabout and they don't know how to leave that roundabout without his guidance and that's how he, he entraps them. I've just gone on pictures of Swindon and there is like a, a bird's eye view of a roundabout. Yeah, that's what Swindon's is... most famous for. The most terrible... That is awful. It's horrendous. I don't don't like a normal roundabout with like three three entrances, let alone that. That is terrifying. Crikey. So that's Uh, what it is. This con artist, he gives directions that involve the Swindon roundabout to people that he meets on Tinder. They go there, they get hopelessly lost, and then they have to rely on him to guide them away from the roundabout. And at that point, he's got them. And he makes money off them somehow yeah oh because he asks for a fee like a little toll so i thought he'd definitely there's definitely some sort of pickup line isn't there like are you the magic roundabout in swindon because you make my heart lost no you make my heart dizzy i am lost in your eyes are your eyes the magic roundabout in swindon (laughs) imagine (laughs) imagine when was the last time you flirted with a woman john Listener, if you're signing up to someone in a bar, are your eyes the magic roundabout in Swindon? <laughs> Listener, if you're I'm single, lost. try that. Try that one, honestly. <laughs> and a little daunted. <laughs> it, and in Swindon. Um, I like that. I like that idea. Have you seen the Tinder swindler? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would pretty, you have fallen for it? It's pretty 100%. I reckon he'd have got me in five minutes. <laughs> Anyone pay me a compliment, John, I'll just, I'll back them any amount of money. <laughs> Well, Joe, are you are your eyes the magic roundabout? <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another one we had sent in. Weirdly, on the theme, it's the man who smell from Earth. <laughs> uh, 
an alien yeah because an alien yeah. maybe their senses are heightened and they can't handle all the earth they, smells they come to earth and on their planet there aren't any smells and they didn't know that until they came to earth and yeah they can't handle it they're smelling entirely new things the whole time what do you think about that i, I love it Sm- smell or high water <laughs> keenan and smell keenan keenan and smell is very good well done mate what about this one from tony black hawk up a retired soldier who survived the <laughs> somali crash returns to the crash site in his balloon contraption to seek revenge from the sky a heartwarming disney pixar crossover i love it i love it is it the old man from up is it is the old man from up. it's but it's i think it actually starts we we didn't see all of his life story in that little 10 minute montage in up because mm. he was for a time the most deadly navy seal in the u.s army i like it but I, pixar had to censor that because it it didn't the, the the sheer number of bodies that he clocked up it would have been much harder to sympathize with him because <laughs> he, he 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 killed a lot of people during his time as a navy seal that like infamous heartbreaking five minute montage <laughs> like all the all the um oh, what they call when they do the pre- by machine gun fire <laughs> when they do the preview screenings and the like audience are like so do they have any feedback it's like yeah, and also you don't reference the fact that he's a a, a cold-hearted killer at any other time in the movie. <laughs> There's a lot of death in the first... Love the film. Really, the balloon <laughs> sequence, the magical land that goes on, the relationship between the old man and the boy. But why? Why was it so, Why was it such brutal murder? And why was that not animated? Why was that shot like a real thing? <laughs> why during the five-minute montage were there brutal depictions of warfare that weren't animated and were harrowing? And you invited children to this test screening, <laughs> knowing full well a man's arm was going to be blown off. So I think there is an interesting thing here. And I feel like this is something that would have happened in the 80s more than nowadays where, you know, we're, we're sort of more trying to make sure that boys are in touch with their feelings and stuff. But I could imagine that sort of a film where this slightly wimpy scout boy and an old like army veteran and the army veteran basically treat teaches this child to be a cold-hearted killer and that's sort of the heartwarming thing at the end is that he goes to school and then beats up his bully at the end that's great that great. is good i love that idea okay another one in here from peter pirates of the caribbean dead men smell no tales <laughs> fuck's sake oh, i thought we moved on no, no we have moved on we have moved on we have moved on we have moved on i promise i promise how about this one from Stu? Studio 777, a sequel to the Foo Fighters horror film based on the reunion of S-Club 7, where Paul Catamol gets possessed by the spirit of his cousin, former Sunderland hardman Lee, and starts breaking the other band members' legs. Is that true that they're cousins? I googled that and I also don't he's got a, Also, he can't smell anything. Weird that she said that. But. <laughs> yeah, so Foo Fighters made a horror film. Yep. S-Club 7 used to make movies. Oh, 100%. Well, they made a movie and a TV show that I remember loving. That's yeah, great. I- I googled uh, Paul Catamol when we when I saw this because I wanted to see whether he was related to this football player and I, I don't believe that is true. Yeah, I mean, it all seems in everyone's wheelhouse. Do you think the Foo Fighters are aware of S Club 7? That is a fantastic question. So when were the Foo Fighters rise? They could have been on top of the pops together, timeline-wise. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, uh, early early mid-Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, S Club 7. What happens? Wow, the internet, it breaks. <laughs> just the- uh, I've got some sort of warning from the CIA. I, I'm not supposed to be looking <laughs> at this, John. No, I don't think, I'm not sure there's ever been a crossover. What order do, they do you know who they are? What order do you think 
Paul is uh, is executing the other members of S Club Seven. Well, who's the star? Rachel. Rachel. You've Bradley. got to keep her till the end. So you got Rachel Bradley. Uh, oh, I think Rachel uh, and Bradley. As a fellow John, the first one out is John. John's gone. <laughs> I'd forgotten John existed. Exactly. So John, John dies very before much the, the very film much the seven starts. in S Club Seven. Yeah, <laughs> they all they're all attending John's it's funeral. Just text. Yeah, that, that is brilliant. <laughs> that is such a good idea. They're all attending John's funeral. They go to a wake. Yeah, and Paul becomes possessed by, by John, by John, who is seeking revenge because he was never the favoured S Club Seven member. Perfect. And yeah, so he's and killing th- the rest of the band so that he can be the most prominent band member. Joe's going soon tina's going soon i think rachel hannah bradley are probably your final three yeah perfect all right we've made we made our way through the s club seven apologies Tina. we did a good job <laughs> what about this one from lizzie fantastic beats the secrets of dumbledore the old wizard takes a residency at pasha dumbledore's got a sideline we never knew about he's on the wheels of steel he's one of the world's greatest djs i can i can definitely imagine it that's one of the things that always bothered me about the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter films. The lack of house music. Yeah. No. But just the ge- the general lack of pop culture. The idea that these people that live in the same universe yeah, that's such a good don't point. know like a f- the football teams and stuff. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they'd be like, oh, this guy's a muggle who's just come in. So he knows what football is. Isn't that crazy? And you think... How, well, they how? live in the real world. Exactly. Yeah. They don't live in a parallel universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They don't know about anything. No. So I think... Mm. I. I think oh and and that's it and Dumbledore takes advantage of this sort of ignorance of the real world so he's like a Calvin Harris famous <laughs> DJ but in the in the wizarding world he might as well be no one know. knows yeah and that's it and some muggles come in and go aren't you DJ Dumbledore <laughs> he's like I don't know what you're talking about kids do you think they go on lads holidays you know when they reach like the fifth or sixth year at Hogwarts do they go on like to go to Magaluf Magic you- Loof You'd Magic Loop is good. You would hope that they get because a cheeky trip to Kos. Harry Potter just takes place in a particularly turbulent time in the Wizarding World. But mm. that's not to suggest it's like that, A, for everyone there, and B, the years either side of that. So if they're just 16-year-old lads at Hogwarts, are they going to Ionapa? Well, yeah, I mean, and this is... And are they causing serious mischief with the magic? One thing is we don't see in the Harry Potter films or books... Uh, enough examples of there's there's one sort of magical drug we see and it's basically that that like love potion and yeah. awful but in the wizarding world surely they'd, they'd have the best drugs in the world it, yeah and no come down probably no hang exactly oh. so you don't see enough of that so yeah i think i there must why be a they wizarding drink, why do they have to drink their own beer like do they has hagrid ever had a pint of heineken great question because wow. they're hanging out with... Like, he's half muggle, right, isn't he? Muggle and a giant. Which we don't want to... You can't even begin to imagine the logistics of that. Um, no. Uh, Who, but, is the, but he the would have mum, hung out in muggle pubs. The mum right? was a giant, right? We have to assume. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey, yeah, let's not We, we have to too, assume that. Yeah, well, let's... Um, he's been in muggle pubs. He probably goes for a stout. Like, the most magical drink is probably, like, a stout. Yeah. That's kind of the most fantasy drink, isn't it? Uh, it's yeah, not I'd a, say so. Not a Jaeger bomb. Or a mead. Yeah, you can get mead. What? Yeah, why is that? Why, what, like, these fantasy meads, worlds. Meads, yeah. Why don't they have lager? They just seem to have stopped their sort of cultural progression in like the 1600s for some reason. Yeah. They just paused. Yeah. 
Also, now we're getting into nitpicking the Harry Potter world. There's like four schools. There's four <laughs> schools in the whole fucking world. Well, there aren't many wizards. What? Well, what? And so th- there's one in America. So there's the yep. same amount of wizards in America that there are in Great Britain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? And there's it's just crazy. one. F- there's like two in Europe. One is generic Germany, I think, and the other's French. Yeah. And I think they've revealed there's one in East Asia now. They have. They're pop- popping what up like Disney doing? There's never been a single magic Australian. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Crikey. That's a good point. Let us know, guys. If you think Hagrid's ever drunk a pint of Heineken or like eaten a Big Mac. Yeah. You can imagine. Has Harry Potter had Burger King? Has he eaten a Greg's? Has he ever eaten a Greg's? But surely, because... He definitely has. He, goes... he was a normal kid. And in, yeah, in that house, there'll be like Kit Kats and stuff, right? Yeah. And are they all are all magic people homeschooled until secondary school? Is that what we're led to believe? Yeah, what the hell? There's no magic it, primary schools. Like, are there wizards that, like, are just like, I want a fucking crunchy, not another chocolate frog? <sighs> Do they not take chocolate? You know, like, how in America, chocolate's bad, and so you ship over British chocolate. Is there someone... You know how... Right. Since Jamie Oliver, every few months, there's a story about some entrepreneur at school who takes in polos and sells them to the kids on the playground. Yeah. Is someone doing that with muggle chocolate at Hogwarts? Yes. This is the sort of stuff I care about in the wizarding world. I don't really care about whatever Voldemort's up to. It's the (laughs) day-to-day logistics of how these people are are running their lives. Is someone in there selling dairy milk? Yeah. And and like... Because, like, I know it's an incantation, so it's not really alive, but the idea of something that was presented as alive mere seconds before I'm eating it, that frog, I think it would put me off the chocolate slightly. Yeah, if a crunchy spoke to you before you ate it, you (laughs) probably wouldn't have it, right? (laughs) One final issue with this is I don't want this to get back to J.K. Rowling for various reasons, but Mm. one of which is she likes to explain stuff and it results in that thing about two years ago where she revealed that they didn't have toilets in Hogwarts for years and the, yeah. they would just magic away their shit. Yeah. And I don't want to hear the explanations. That woman's gone mad. Like, she has <laughs> lost her mind for for much more serious <laughs> yeah. things. But just generally, the woman's gone crazy. Has Harry Potter seen Die Hard? Oh, I don't know. These because- are important questions. Who yeah. do you think's the most up on pop culture? It's probably Ron, right? No, because he's like a wizard boy. Harry and oh. Hermione would be... The answer should be Hermione, because Harry was under... So a Hermione, s- like, loves Clueless. Yeah. Listens to Spice Girls. Uh, has Hermione ever heard of Spice Girls? Because it happened in the 90s, right? That's when it happened. Yeah. Exactly, you're right. She, she should have shown up to Hogwarts with a... With a what? Walkman. Yeah, and like a that big... That would have been pit- so cool. And a big cushion with all the Spice Girls on it. That would have been great. But maybe mm. they make it so that it's completely out of time, so that it's timeless. If you're well, a kid watching Harry Potter today, you're not going to see them going crazy about Spice Girls and think, what is that? She should, but she should have turned up with a little flip phone. Ooh, that would have been fun. Do they own mobile phones? Right, Joel, we, I think we can't, just, I, I can't, we can't just, spend 10 I'm, more minutes asking. I'm spiralling, John, I'm spiralling. <laughs> uh, point here for the listeners. John edited out about 45 minutes of me saying... Do they have Healy? Spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, spaghetti. <laughs> Healy's uh, oh wizard wizards would be baffled by Healy's I think it's a spell <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I saw the other day um on the street a child in Healy's stack it so hard no and nobody no. laughed it was a bunch of no it was a bunch of adults nobody laughed but Shame. to give you an idea of how bad it was a woman nearby audibly gasped like a stranger tried, <gasps> oh wow Oh, and the poor kid, like, sort of then just limped off into the distance. Oh, the kid, but the kid couldn't stand up. 
it's like Bambi on ice because <laughs> the heels, the wheels are still out the whole time. Oh. And the thing is, because I wanted to make as little reaction as possible because I knew that that kid would think about that for the next 10 years every time he went to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I just felt awful. But yeah, Healy's dangerous, kids. Don't wear them. Hey, another one? If you've got another one, I would love another one. Then I'm going to give you another one. This one comes from Dan. Terminator Turtle. Terminator Turtle. Terminator Turtle. Terminator Turtle. Terminator Turtle. It's a big indestructible turtle. I like it. There's that famous scene where um, he walks through the, the prison gates and at the time it was like the best special effects ever. I'd like a little turtle doing that. <laughs> I for the re- I don't think we should like sort of am- anthropomorphize it and make it like two t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I want it to remain. But with the voice of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But just a slow, old, big turtle. Has he done much voice work? I'd love it. I'd like an animated movie with Arnie. I think he'd be great. Is he in the Simpsons film? Well, no. He well, the character Arnold Schwarzenegger is a character in the Simpsons movie. Yeah, but is it not just the voice artist who used to do Rainier oh, Wolfcastle? Which is maybe. a weird thing that happened in the Simpsons, where they were like, "This is an Arnold Schwarzenegger parody character," and then mm. at some point they just decided it wasn't a parody character anymore. It was just Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, peculiar, mm. strange. So his. Maybe humans in the future have sent him back, this turtle. I, d- I don't think other turtles have sent him back. Unless we're saying there is a world where they're turtle scientists. Like Planet of the Apes style. It would take them so long to invent time travel, John. Yeah. Although it doesn't really matter how long it takes you to invent time travel. Yeah, it's a good point. So he, they send him back to warn of... What are turtles into? Chewing lettuce. Yes, there's the... the Global le- incoming global lettuce shortage that's been um, spearheaded by big cheese. Big cheese. No, because cheese and lettuce are on a burger. What's who would want to get rid of lettuce? That little fucker from Haribo packets. <laughs> that's is... people don't talk about that. Who the fuck is enough? that guy? <laughs> no, no, because everyone talks about the Monopoly Man. People talk about the fellow on the Pringles can all the time. No one talks about that weird little dude. With a Yoko owner haircut on the fucking Haribo. Who is that guy? <laughs> Haribo. I've never even thought about this guy. I've seen him. Because you've, you've got the bear, right? We all know about the bear. Yeah, but that boy. I've, I've, I genuinely, you're right. That is an image that is so prevalent in my life that I've never considered. Ever. What? I think, the bo- I think, they, I think Haribo killed off the boy. Oh my God, is this one of these like um, Mandela effect things? So... There was never a boy on the Harry Potter. Oh, don't I? I I would. Oh, I would be sick. Um, (laughs) A guy called Luke Westaway tweeted in 2013. What happened to the Haribo kid? Does this cheerful bear now represent the whole Haribo range, or just Star Mix? Anyone? And people are replying saying, "I noticed they'd done away with him too." So this is this goes deeper than we thought, John. This might be our true crime hit because the trend with true crime now is not to. It's not murder, right? Because people got very concerned about how exploitative that was. And so a lot of the true crime has become your Tinder swindlers. But people are going to, you know, grow tired of swindles. They want to know what happened to the Haribo kid. And we're going to find, we're going to track Who down disappeared the Haribo. the Haribo kid? What happened to the Haribo kid? Oh my gosh. There's a Reddit post with zero replies. Four years ago. I've thought of this before, but never had a definitive answer. The Haribo mascot used to be a little boy with black hair. And now he's been replaced by a yellow bear? Question mark. What the fuck happened to the Haribo kid? The worst thing is, me and Joel are going to get overexcited in this, and we're going to make that podcast, and then we're going to go to the local supermarket and see the kid just on a packet, like after we've made ten episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. should no, we go I get can... some? This series has been really great. Should we just go get some sweets from the from the corner shop? 
John, you can't find it online. No one's talking about what happened to that boy. I I can't wait to break this open. This that is boy was exciting. like a brother to me as a child. <laughs> the brother you didn't speak about. Yeah. This is... I'm really excited. This is really exciting me. Should we hurry up and get our ideas done so we can crack on with the case? Let's do it. This one from me, John. Avatar, The Way of Slaughter. So Good. It's The Way of Water, but... But it's just a big horror film. Yeah, much like uh, our remake of Up earlier, it's just really horrible. Really bloody. Really bloody, really brutal. Um, here's one from me. Stuart Little Miss Sunshine. Have we done that before? I feel like... You did a Little Miss Sunshine recently, didn't you? Have I made that up? Was it Stuart Little? Hmm. Okay, Stuart Little Women. <laughs> oh, that's such a heartwarming film as it is, broadly. Yeah. But Make it hasn't got a mouse in it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, mouse them up. In the way that they Muppet up films, they should definitely Stuart Little films as well. Perfect. Did you see you that go. tweet that went viral the other day where it's like, this is still the dumbest thing I've ever seen and it was oh, someone yeah. tweeted... What's the name of the mouse in the film Stuart Little? <laughs> yeah, the, the dumbest thing. I, I once asked someone when Cinco de Mayo is, which <laughs> is the stupidest thing I've ever said. And I think about it quite regularly. And it I did ask that on the 4th of May. Um, uh, yeah. Happy oh, Star God, Wars makes Day. Me, makes me feel sick. Uh, thanks, John. Um, right. Well done, John. What do you think was the best idea? Um. Well, what 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 led us to the Haribo revelation? Turtle, Terminal. Somehow the turtle. <laughs> the, arguably the worst title, I'd say, that we got sent in. But we had a lot so of fun. So well done, Danny, for your Terminator Turtle suggestion, which has led John and I off on what will undoubtedly become a million pound project, Netflix series. This is, the, this is the beginning. And we'll forget all of you Dream Factory listeners in a fucking heartbeat. But stay with us after the music. Well done, John. I thought you were really great. Thank you so much. I thought you were really great too. Anything anything happening? I've, I just I, can't stop thinking about the Haribo boy. Yeah? I know. He'll be all right. I'm, I'm quite worried about his welfare now. Anyway. Um, I went to happening? Newcastle this week. How was it? Why I? We. Oh, it was amazing. Oh, such a, anytime I go up north, I think, God, north is great. Newcastle's a really great city, isn't it? Newcastle's lovely. And then on the way back... Due to some logistical weirdness, we ended up for a couple of hours in York. Oh, beautiful. Really lovely. Both cities, amazing. Um, yeah, so I had a really lovely time. And the stereotype about Newcastle and Greggs is very true. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Did you see the one that has a... Um, a bouncer. A bouncer. There's one with the tro- with trolleys as well. <laughs> no, I didn't see the one with trolleys. Um, I, heard, I, saw, I saw a really big one and uh, someone was telling me the one with the bouncer had a DJ the other night. That is class. <laughs> That's good because they know that people will end their night there. So yeah. why not just begin it? Why not begin it there as well? <laughs> Cut out the middle person. Because you will just, in Newcastle though, you will just go for like a steak bake at the end of a big night. Yeah. Amazing. That is good. They've got it right up there. Oh. just It's like, it, for, for, for our London-based listeners, it's like Pretz in London. You will just turn a street yeah. corner and you just see another Greg's. It's incredible. When I was there, I went to a cat cafe called Mog on the Tyne. Ah, was it good? So, uh, it was kind of weird. I'd never been to one before. It's nice. Yeah? But strange. I like cats. I don't like cats enough to feel the need to go to a cafe full of them. What would you do? What about a Greg's full of cats? Mm, oh, and they're serving you the little steak bake. 
I've got I've got a bit of a war going on with just one of my neighbor's cats. It's this Who's very when? that the cat is absolutely taking me to town. It's like a very arrogant looking white cat, big white fluffy cat. The most arrogant arrogant looking type of cat I think you can imagine is the big fluffy white one. Yeah. I can imagine uh, how it walks as well. Yeah, and it just it it has taken our garden to be its litter tray. Oh my god. And every night What's I your, just what's see your it. technique? Water pistol? I need to get that's a water classic. pistol. My current yeah. technique is running into the garden clapping. And he thinks he's, he's like, Yeah, oh, that's, well that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard, John. <laughs> Every time you. I shit in this garden, I get a fucking standing ovation. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Is that how, you, is that how you're going to discipline your, your child? <laughs> Just setting fire to your curtains. Yeah! <laughs> You raise the. Uh, you're going to raise a lunatic. Oh, good stuff. Do you want my update from the week? Yes, please. I went to a gym class in the week, John. A class. And I thought I'd booked like a boxer size thing, but the app that I have to use to book classes is quite buggy. Anyway, when I got there, it was legs, bums, and tums. <laughs> Did you stay? It was me and thirteen women. Of course, I stayed. <laughs> I'd put legs, bums, and tums, <laughs> and I suddenly thought. <laughs> Maybe my legs, my bums, and my tums need some work. <laughs> can I can I tell you something, John? Yeah. It was the hardest hour of my entire oh, life. Oh, good. I'm glad, in a way. It was brutal. By the end, it was like Saving Private Ryan. Everyone was flat on the floor. People collapsed. People couldn't move. People were like, pass, like falling over mid-exercise. It, you think it's going to be... I mean, it's got the name of... Yeah. You sort of wave around doing aerobics for an hour. The, what, the instructor was like a drill sergeant at one two two notable moments from the instructor at one point she laid down on the mat and stretched one leg out in front of her and she said and now you need to stretch the other leg up and back so that your other legs in the air straight Mm. and she said and just as far back as you can and this woman was about 50 years old and she just bent her leg all the way back so that it was touching the floor behind her head so she was like doing a reverse splits crikey and then at the end, we were doing like an exercise on our core and she walked around the room. This is like 45 minutes in. No one can breathe. And she lifted her shirt up and just started slapping her stomach because she had a six pack, just screaming, it works. It works. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Uh, that sounds terrifying. I didn't like I'm that. Still in, I'm still in quite a lot of pain now. Four days later, I'm going back next week. <laughs> I love it. I'm a legs, bums and tums guy now. Every week on the Zoom, I'm going to show you my legs, I'm going to show you my bum, and I'm going to show you my tum, and you can chart the progress of all three. I can't wait. There we go. Recommend it, guys. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. See you next week. Have a nice time. Be good to each other.